Hello and welcome to Inside the Artist Studio. My name is Sean Davis Newton here for, of course, the Cups and Cakes Network. Today we have uh, Jean, also known as Jean O'Brien, on the show. Her uh, her self-titled record in 2020 was on the Cups and Cakes Best Albums of the Year last year, so I was excited to get the opportunity to chat with her about uh, about her brand new record. It's called Dog Bite. came out October 22nd, 2021. We talk about uh, the album's status as a true pandemic record. We talk about... Uh, her ongoing work with her producer, guitarist, and uh, technical wizard Ian Blurton, and uh, we take a deep dive into Jean's songwriting technique and her feelings about touring and playing live shows. And uh, you know, somewhere along the way, we also find time to talk about uh, why why a squirrel is the worst animal to be reincarnated as. There is some foul language in this episode, so listener beware. And, uh, of course, you can find other episodes of this podcast, as well as other audio, video, and written content over on the Cups and Cakes Network website. That's cupsandcakespod.com. One more time, that's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Here's Jean. My name is Jean, and I just put out a record called Dog Bite this year on October 22nd. Perfect. Well, uh, I'm I'm very happy to have you on the show. For uh, <laughs> I guess nobody would know this, but uh, you pulled through for us on on a rather last minute uh, record for this. We were trying to track somebody down to be on the show for this Friday. So, uh, what today is Tuesday the se- seventh? Yeah, seventh, Tuesday yeah. the seventh. So, uh, thanks so much for pulling through on this kind of last minute episode of this. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for thinking of me. Perfect. Well, uh, without without any further ado, we'll just kind of hop right into this rapid fire section here. Uh, do you have a Do you have a specialty dish that uh, that you like <laughs> to cook or bake that pe- people kind of associate with you? I'm 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 a pretty shitty cook, so I'll say first of all, I don't think anybody would really associate any cooking with me. But I do like to bake, so. Pretty much any baking, maybe on the healthier side, but uh, yeah, I guess I'm more of a baker than a cook, that's for sure. Okay, is there any, is what's like your go-to when you want to bake something just like for yourself to, you know, feel well, slightly usually better? It's, it's to use up any overly ripe bananas, so any recipe that has that, depending on how many gross bananas I have, that'll be sort of my uh, my angle. Perfect. Yeah, there's... <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is banana bread. Is there something else where you mm. use overripe bananas? Yes, there's like actually that? a pumpkin banana bread that I make all the time, and it's really good. Okay. So it's still banana, but it's actually a little bit more heavy on the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, do you prefer tea or coffee? Um, actually, I just started drinking coffee again in the past year or so, so I sort of like die for one or two cups of coffee in the morning, and uh, then I just drink herbal tea for the rest of the day but it's funny i'm i'm like a relative uh like coffee rookie i like started drinking coffee for the first time this year and i i the can't first even imagine time ever yeah I, I never did before and then uh and then for a bunch of reasons i yeah kind of got into it this year but i i even at this point can't imagine drinking two cups of coffee in a row oh my god <laughs> yeah i kind of I, I know <laughs> 
<laughs> I I feel you on that. I'm the same. I have a lot of like panic attacks too, so I really got to watch my <laughs> coffee intake. But yeah, yeah I kind of worked myself up to the two cups after a year and a half or so. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the weirdest job you've ever had? You know, what's weird is that I've kind of only ever done music. I've never actually really held a normal job. <laughs> So I don't know, like it would be, I guess, uh, some sort of songwriting job over the years, which I've had plenty of weird ones. So, yeah. Do you do you have any particularly uh, kind of strange songwriting gigs that you've taken on? Well, I did like a songwriting camp for Canadian Idol a thousand years ago, and that show was like alive on the TV, and it was in this wicked studio in Toronto called Phase One, and. Uh, great studio pretty weird you got to go in write a song in a day with sort of writers that you meet in the morning and uh yeah it was pretty weird <laughs> oh yeah strange i mean like i will say like i, I i'm a songwriter to some extent <laughs> um oh cool that's I, good i i can't imagine uh going in to write stuff with people that i had not had any real no, contact with before <laughs> yeah no, it's super weird. It's fun. It's fun. But it's also like, it's just super fucking weird. Like, it's, you know, imagine going to a party and feeling uncomfortable. We'll reduce that to like three people in a room, right? And you got to come up with something productive too, right? Something half decent. Yeah. Did, did you get anything out of that experience in the end? Like, Oh, yeah. To be honest, I've had to do different camps like that over the years and for different things. Canadian Idol one is just sort of funniest because it's so random. But yeah, <laughs> like the job is kind of like more the job side of some of the stuff I've done over the years where you got to go in and your job is to write the song. So you can't really be like, I don't feel like it or <laughs> I'm not in the mood or I don't like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of just got to bite the bullet and get a song out. Sometimes it can be really great, right? Being that quick and sometimes yeah. not so much. Yeah, I think pressure does a certain amount of like uh, work in those situations, right? Like knowing that you just like kind of have to come out of it with something. Yeah, uh, I mean, it can be a bit of a recipe for mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes right but not but there's that kind of like you're saying that sort of adrenaline rush and sometimes like I mean there's been songs in the history of music where you know super hits have been written really fast in an hour or two hours or whatever so who knows there's no no uh, rhyme or reason to it I guess what's the uh what's the first car you ever owned I don't have my license Oh, <laughs> I'm just like failing on this test. <laughs> no, like I had my license. That's a bit of a lie. I had my license when I was 16 years old and I lost it the same <laughs> year because I was very bad. Yeah. So I had it suspended and basically taken away from me. And I kind of just looked at that like maybe I don't need a driver's license and I never I never went back and got it. One day, one day I probably should, but I'm kind of a basket case, and I just feel like that's a <laughs> bad thing behind the wheel of a car, you know? I, I, I'm, uh, I'm too much of a spaz or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm always, I'm always kind of jealous of all, all, uh, all the East Coast folk that I talk to. I guess 
as much as Ontario's East Coast, but like sure, sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm ju- like thinking PEI, but okay, yeah. <laughs> well, just just because you know, uh, like no, I grew you're up right, in totally. I, I grew up in Saskatchewan and then came to Edmonton, and like there is transit, but there's like not really functional transit to get most places. Sure, yeah. Um, and so, so you yeah. have you have had your license since the dawn of time, probably. Oh well, yeah. In Saskatchewan, they they give you your learners in school. They like you take a class. Oh wow! See, uh, they should do that. That's amazing. Well, and it well, it's funny too because Saskatchewan, right? Half the kids end up going in. And they're like, oh yeah, I've driven all the time. You know, yeah, when I was yeah, that's 14 true. On the farm, <laughs> yeah, or since they're like nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the next one here? Is uh okay? So if you were putting together a. Uh, uh, a f- lineup of bands that you were going to go see at a club and you could give yourself a ticket to that uh, to that show what uh, what kind of bands would you book for such a thing oh my god you know what i haven't I, I don't listen to any music probably for like about a decade and a half so any bands would be either like dead and gone or <laughs> just too ancient to ever play yeah yeah so let's say it's 1976. And <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think that if I was going to go to see a show, I don't, know if I, could, I, I don't know if I could stack a show with bands at the moment, but I think if I haven't, having not gone to any shows, I would like to see something heavy just to get the full visceral experience going. So I yeah, think yeah. I would go, go do some homework on what's going on with some current heavy bands and pick some favorites and compile a compile a show like that just to <laughs> just to hear the just to hear the uh the volume i think i i'm i'm curious too about you not having listened to a ton of stuff recently cuz i know uh every once in a while yeah, i'll read an interview with somebody and they'll talk about well no i don't really listen to a lot of music cuz i've listened to a ton of music already and i know the type of thing that I want to be doing. <laughs> I'm is... good to go. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there... I have my capacity. <laughs> is, is, is there a benefit, do you think, of like Ugh. trying to, you know, not take everything in all the time? I don't know. Like, I'm, I just, I'm starting to wonder because I've not listened for so long, wondering if there's like a problem with it. Like, I'm like, should I be listening to stuff? I, I don't listen to it, not for any specific reason i don't i don't do it on purpose or anything i just find i would hear music like mainstream music whether it's indie alternative rock i don't mean mainstream like you know adult contemporary just like you know pop rock punk whatever yeah and i just can't i just overanalyze it like i can't listen to it even if it's good and something i would love i just just overanalyzing it to the point where it's it's not really I'm not like listening and enjoying music, right? I'm just, it's like my brain's working or something. So it wasn't, I don't know, it kind of defeated the purpose, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess part of that probably goes along with like, you know, having been a professional musician pretty much your whole life, right? It's like um, music Yeah, I don't really listen to it in a relaxing way. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm listening to it. Yeah, like in in a more work frame of mind i guess or something Uh, but then like i said it's been so long i feel like i gotta just get over it and you know 
reach out there a bit so I don't become too isolated on the other side of it, right? And yeah. Is there a social media account that you follow? If if you use social media, um, is there a social media account that you follow that brings you a little bit of joy when you scroll past it? Yeah, I think I've probably over the past year and a half been liking Twitter a lot. I find there's some pretty cool accounts on there. There's like a really cool one. Um, I can't remember the name of the account, but it's like Res Dogs. So like on the indigenous reservations it's just these like stray dogs that run all over the place and it's just photos of them and that's pretty rad because i love dogs and what else is on there oh yeah there's like a i don't know something something about russia and it's just like the most random photos of like urban russia weirdest shit and i <laughs> love that too but i think I've, i i'm liking twitter i sort of find that that's got so i like photography looking at cool photos and stuff so yeah. Have you ever, have you ever, uh, this might be a shot in the dark, but have you ever been to like Eastern Europe or Russia or? No, I wish. Yeah. I was going to say, is that the type of place that you'd like to go? Oh yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be happy to go anywhere if I could kind of get it together and tour or whatever, but it's the logistics that would be stopping me. You know, I For would sure. just love, would love, love to go out there and try any place in, in, in that general direction, you know? Uh, do you prefer sports, board games, or video games? Definitely board games. Okay. You know, I'm always hoping that somebody's going to say board games. I think you're <laughs> literally the first person. What's, uh, oh, no. what's, uh, what, do you like, what do you like about board games, I guess? Well, to be honest, I've, I've been sucking and not playing them lately, but... <laughs> I have like a giant stack of them and I'll, I'll even still buy them in and like, you know, if you buy a new game, you're kind of like, okay, for sure this one will draw me to play again. But like the last one I bought was Catan or something. Oh yeah. You know, it's super, super popular. And I just, I think I even bought the junior version. I opened it up and I'm just <laughs> like, oh man, there's like a million pieces and a million things. And I don't know. I, I, I like them in theory, but I haven't been very, but my brain's been a little too broken lately, but I do love them in general. Board games are kind of interesting because they're like quite e expensive and you yes. don't really have any clue if you're actually going to enjoy it before you like actually no. sit down and invest time in learning it. And it's really like, true. It's I have uh, like it, a great, a definite graveyard of board games like that where I've like they're <laughs> shiny and they looked really super cool, and then I <laughs> brought them home, and it was just you know, but it was a lack of effort on my part always. <laughs> uh, do you have a do you have a hobby or pastime that uh, that some folks might not expect of you, or that uh, is kind of off the beaten track? Not lately, only because I've just been like beating myself to death with music. I've just been pretty obsessed with it. But I've got two dogs and I love them. And uh, birds outside, I've been feeding them like crazy. And I've got like a million coming to my porch and stuff. So I find I get a lot of peace out of animals, I guess. Do you get uh, do you get pretty deep into, um, you know, birds? Like, are, are, you, are you someone who knows all the different... Um, you know, no, so, not at all. I just like, I just like, literally like putting stuff out and watching them come eat it. But then you have to like defeat the squirrels. I'm finding out because God, they're like, 
incessant. But no, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't really know birds like that. But I do think they're just pretty much the raddest thing. So the squirrels are kind of fun to watch, though, too. I agree, and they're super cute. But what I've been having troubles with is that they eat everything. Like if they can, (laughs) they'll just eat it like Pac-Man. So the birds don't come. So if you want birds. And the food's too accessible for the squirrels. Like, they'll just eat it all and you're doomed. Like, so then I'm just yelling at squirrels and screaming at them and throwing shit at them. And (laughs) so now everything's hanging up. So I don't have to have such a bad relationship with the squirrels. And now they just kind of don't come. (laughs) But they are cute and I feel kind of bad, but they're just like pigs. Well, I guess, too, because if you're a squirrel, for the most part, it's like you're grabbing food and hiding it, and you spend, like, a year <laughs> Actually, doing that. Totally. Like, I look at them, and I think that that's probably the worst thing to come back as, if that's, like, reincarnation's a thing, because <laughs> they look so stressed, and they're just, like, perpetually eating food like they're starving to death, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God. It's, like, 24-7, but they're cute. <laughs> We've got uh, two questions left in the old rapid fire here. Is uh, is there an album that spurred your love of music? An album that spurred my love of music? Yeah. I really love, I mean, there's, you know, several over the years, but one that comes to mind would be, uh, I don't know, man. I was going to say Rubber Soul by the Beatles, but there's so many. But yeah, yeah like Rubber Soul by the Beatles, kick-ass records, you know, like as a songwriter, I have a like, pretty wide appreciation for a lot of things so there's a few records kind of i would god there's more than a few records but yeah i mean let's go with rubber soul by the beatles that's a good one it, it's funny this might be my own bias coming into it too because i i'm like a huge beatles guy but i always oh, kinda, that's cool i i always think with that question like okay which Beatles record is this person going to say? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and what did you think of my answer? It's it's either Rubber Soul or Revolver for me. Those are the yeah. those are the two big ones. Yeah, Revolver rules too for sure. Uh, oh hey, have you have? <laughs> this is very tangential. Have you dug into the to the Beatles? documentary i never watched it it kind of goes back to the same thing where i don't listen to music like (laughs) i can't watch shit either (laughs) but oh my god i've read the commentary like everywhere on social media from every human i've ever encountered in my life so i feel like i've watched it almost (laughs) did you did you watch it i i've gotten through two-thirds of it because it is a long haul (laughs) yeah that's what i was hearing do you like it yeah, it's it's great. I mean, it, it's nice to be able to see them as real people. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of really kind of magical moments where, like, you know, Paul McCartney just sits down and he's strumming something and he's humming and and then it turns into a song and it's like, oh my god, that was that's really cool because that's that's how everybody writes songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's like a normal human. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, but I, I get the thing too about. Um, because most of the time, like I'm a I'm a recording engineer, right? And so it's watching oh, that and be cool. like, oh yeah, what what uh, what microphones they got set up there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. It's like a treasure trove for all of that stuff. For Even sure, fashion. Yeah. I saw somebody like taking a picture of George Harrison's boots in some scene, and they're like <laughs> to die for. You know, they're all like embroidered and like pretty. 
It's all pretty cool to look at. Such a long time ago now. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, very last question here. Um, are, are there any uh, any bands or artists uh, that that you're a fan of in your kind of uh, little scene there that, uh, that you want to give a shout out to, that you like the work that they're doing? Well, as I said, I listen to nothing. I'm sort of a loser <laughs> like that, but... I would shout out my bandmate Ian Blurton's uh, future now. He's putting out a record in the spring, summer. So, okay, check that out. Well, that's uh, that's a, a good pivot into into kind of moving into the second half of things here and and talking about dog bite. Um, Perfect. Ian is a co-producer, kind of technical wizard on that record, right? Yes, he co-produces and plays guitars and engineers and. Uh, and mixes. I've given him too many jobs, really. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did how did you first kind of get get working with him? Well, weirdly, uh, I did some stuff with Brendan Canning uh, back, oh God, I don't know, like a decade ago or something, uh, in a band called Cookie Duster, and Ian was involved in that, but him and I never never cross paths like we were co-writers on songs and stuff like that i think we even sang on a song but we never did it together we were never in the same room so i guess technically that was the first time we were kind of cross paths so then jump ahead and i needed someone to mix my record i had recorded up in my attic and i'd been getting people to mix it and i just reached out to him and uh yeah that was that which record would that have been gift shop that I reached out to him and that I, I had recorded in my attic and then uh, he mixed it. But then we did one tune. We did one song at his studio, Pro Gold, and we actually recut the drums there too, now that I think about it. So I did everything here, but we did do drum drum takes at Pro Gold. I, I was kind of curious, um, just because Gift Shop is, is like self-produced, right? Like you, you produce that record? Yep, totally. Uh, I, I was curious about moving from self-producing to being in uh like ian has worked on a bunch of your stuff now um i I was curious about like what you see producing as as being like what is that job to you and then like what what do you look for then when you are trying to find somebody to kind of have that producer relationship with well, for me, like, I never looked at myself as a producer ever. I just was a person who wrote and sang songs, and I couldn't really afford to go record them, you know? And I had my stuff here, and I was doing different music work, and I was like, well, I'll just do it, you know? Instead of waiting waiting to find the right producer, waiting to find the right this way, like, it just kind of got to the point where I felt like I'm going to wait around forever for this perfect scenario, uh, so I just started doing it myself yeah. uh but i didn't really look at myself as a producer you know i still don't and the uh, kind of just naturally progressed into a co-producing situation because once ian was involved in mixing uh he started playing guitar so it's like i'm like well you're a legit producer you know so why don't why don't you help me <laughs> basically <laughs> because i suck and uh so you know it was just it just felt like a pretty natural progression more than you know more than any real conscious thoughts yeah i i guess um hmm what am i trying to say i guess what is it then that that 
that Ian does as a producer, if you know what I mean. Like, well, I just think like I'm not capable. Like my what if my production skills, quote unquote, are like psycho limited. I've got nothing, nothing in terms of gear, and I've got nothing in terms of knowledge, really. Right. right. Um, I know what stuff sounds like. I know what what I like and what I don't like the sound of, but to achieve that's a whole different ball game. You know, there's guys who've done that for years and years and Ian's one of them. So I was like, that's an asset, you know, to me where, yeah. you know, that it's just years and years of being around that stuff and knowing your shit and that load off of me. So I don't know if that's a little more directed toward what you're thinking. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, so with, with dog bite then it, this is largely a pandemic era record, right? This Yeah, for sure. So when when did you kind of start work in, in earnest on this collection of songs? Like pretty much right at the top of those lockdowns in twenty twenty. I probably started writing it I guess in like June. I was putting out the self titled record and I knew I knew I had to put another record out because I just, or no, I'm a year past myself. But yeah, I, sorry, I'm just trying to think when I was writing it. So yeah, Dog, Write, Dog Bite was written last, probably started last June, and I kind of did it in little chunks. So I kind of had initially written five or six songs and then wrote another two or three and then another two or three kind of thing. So we kind of ducked into the studio uh, every time I kind of had another batch. Are are you pretty diligent about writing to a schedule, like writing every day or, or sitting down and like working on tunes every day? Uh, I think what's driving me lately more than like a schedule or being consciously disciplined about it is like I go just insane, like without <laughs> having something to focus on, like I just start losing it. So it's more like if I don't, it's like a cigarette, right? If you don't. Yeah. It's just, I don't know where else to focus my shit. So <laughs> I find that. And then because things have been so intense, that's happening a little more <laughs> often, right? So I think it's more driven, yeah, just like like a therapy or something, right? Yeah. Have, have you always been like that? Like, has that always been kind of the, the way that you go about writing? Um. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know for sure I could say yes to that, but I think lately for sure, like the past few records, I feel like that, like, especially since COVID hit, like I just, we just recorded a record like three weeks ago and I'm going to hopefully get it out next year. And it's just, I, I feel like it's a little more since COVID that real intensity, you know, in my head anyway, like, I just feel like, I don't know, almost like I'm running out of time or something. It's weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the the pandemic kind of naturally um, gave a lot of people a sense of of urgency in, in whatever way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you always have something at your back. It's pretty intense for everybody right now, right? I and mean, I guess everybody deals with it in their own ways, and everybody has their different ways of like venting and writing. Is that for me for sure? Yeah. So going then. Uh, back in time a, a fair bit like wh where did where did you grow up originally I was born in Toronto and then I my family moved to Bowmanville which is like I don't know like an hour and a half on east of Toronto 
like Oshawa, that kind of area. Gotcha. And, uh, and yeah, and then I moved back to Toronto when I was about 16, the band I was in and stuff. And yeah, then I just got old. <laughs> so when when did you start playing then like when when did you first uh yeah uh i guess i probably like wrote my first song around 13 kind of joined a band i think 15 16 and then was in that band up until i was about 20 or so and then kind of just did solo stuff for the remainder up till now was songwriting always kind of like the principal interest like was learning to play an instrument um a way of starting to write music or or did you just want to play i think it was singing to be honest like before i picked up a guitar and like wrote a song i was singing like i've always sang so ever since i was a little kid i was like the kid in the choir and singing solos and uh musical theater and i i could always kind of sing you know so i think that's my 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 initial sort of push into music in general and then as I got older I got a guitar and I was like okay well this sort of changes everything (laughs) (laughs) so so if you started if you started writing then when you were yeah like 13 14 yeah when do you remember the first time that you wrote something and thought Oh geez, I, I think this is actually like good. I, I, I don't have any issues with this one. <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember writing like the first cohesive song and playing it for my cousin and being like, What do you think? <laughs> you know, in her bedroom, like and yeah, for sure. Like I yeah, I I no doubt it sucked, but that wasn't <laughs> the point. The fo- and, and you know, even like you're like you say, you write, and anybody who writes songs from any level, like when you put it together, it feels good, right? You got a top to bottom and a middle, and you're like, it's a full song. You did it. You wrote the words. You wrote the melody. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after kind of no longer playing in bands a ton, were, were you mostly working in and around Toronto and... Uh, yeah, yeah. I had I had just some different managers and kind of different paths and some ups and downs and but yeah, I just I was always always doing music and always moving forward and paying my rent. So hopefully, yeah. COVID doesn't fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm being depressing, but <laughs> so. Where where did where where does gift shop kind of fall in that in that timeline then like how what is the gap between you know not necessarily working with bands a ton anymore to yeah um, I think actually that was sort of or no that would have been yeah because I did I guess the last band thing would have been the cookie duster stuff that was sort of the last group effort and then there was like. I did just started doing records here. I think I was starting to look around for producers and who could help me make records, and it just was getting frustrating, right? And I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to do it by myself, <laughs> see what yeah. happens, and get someone to mix it, you know, because at least get it up to par a bit. But um, yeah, there was the cookie duster thing, and then I did Tourist and Modern Life. Those were two records again I did by myself, and then Gift Shop was kind of getting a little bit better at it, you know, and. Uh, and then, yeah, then I just kind of took a turn. So back back forward then a little bit in time, 
Um, obviously, we touched a little bit on COVID before. Um, how has the past like year and a half ish um, been for you? Like, how how has that affected um, e- either like your your live music schedule or the way that you've had to work in terms of making recordings and writing? Well, it's just been like it's just so bleak. Like, I don't think the music industry was very stable before COVID, and watching it come like barreling in the way it did is just depressing. You know, like shows, tours, and stuff have always been a bit of an uphill battle for me. Like going in the hole and making it worthwhile and all of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I mean, now that's tenfold. You know, I it's just chaos, and and also like I just feel like. It's so, maybe more than ever, it just feels so thorough. Like, it's like so many bands, big, small, it just feels like everybody's not feeling all that great right now. You know, it's just not a good time. So it'll be interesting to see where everything goes because it's got to go somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Were you somebody that really enjoyed playing live, Um, I guess, pre-pandemic or or post-pandemic? Or um, do you mostly enjoy the kind of writing recording side of things um i like playing live but i just feel like there's a lot of things that make it a pain in the ass if you're not at a certain level it can be frustrating because like you may not have the right shit you need on stage or the sound guy doesn't care like there's a whole bunch of other factors that can affect you know enjoying it right because now you're having technical problems or this or that so that that can be frustrating but um, I, I, I do like playing live. I have anxiety, so I got to get over that a little bit. But um, yeah, I focus on writing and recording more because it's in my control. I feel like I can focus my energy there and come come out with a full product. Whereas live, sometimes I just feel like I'm going in circles, you know, like playing shitty gigs and going, am I getting anywhere? Or at least with writing and recording, yeah. I, you know, I got something in my hand, I guess. I, I played a show maybe a, a week or so ago now where my little brother who is 15 opened the show Aww. and he was playing some songs that he'd written. Um, and it was the first time I think that he'd really been in that situation, but um, he came off after and he was clearly really bummed out. And I talked to him and he was Aww. like, he had just said, it seems like half the people just didn't care. Is that what this is like? <laughs> what did you say? What I, was your answer? You know, I just said, well, like, kind of, yeah. It, it's just, um, you know, I, I think if you're playing as a songwriter, you have to be able to go out and find like the three people who are enjoying it and find ways to make them enjoy it more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but or we I, can go beat them up. Let's just go beat them up. <laughs> They're dicks. I, I, I was just kind of curious if, because even him walking off, like he's obviously young and he hasn't done that a ton, right? But that yeah. really struck a chord with me because it's like, oh, I felt that way a million times. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, sadly, the 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 advice would be get used to it. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> It's just like notorious. Everybody says it. Even people who are like huge, you hear say, you know, like it almost feels like you can never escape it. <laughs> are, are there ways that you find to kind of like su- subvert that feeling or try to work around it or 
Um, I mean, like you said, focus on the people who are focusing on you. I mean, I think that would go with anything, even recording music too, right? Like, if you focus on on the negative space, well, that's kind of all you're going to see, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you're playing a show and there's a bunch of people paying no attention, it's harsh. So you really have to find the people that are looking and, and listening, right? What are you going to do? Like, Well, uh, we, we've covered a good amount of territory here. I'd, I'd, I'd say it's as good a time as any to uh to we'll kind of wrap things up uh we talked about uh featuring a track at the end of the episode do you have any idea what track you would like to maybe feature off of dog bite um i don't know i don't even know what we could play maybe i'll be gone that's sort of like the lead single off the record or better drugs do you have a favorite is that about am i just spinning this around on you and that's not fair like i'm coughing out (laughs) I was a big fan of Average Psycho. That one got me pretty good. Let's do that then. Yeah, sure. Let, let's do that one. Um, do you have anything interesting to say about this song? I'm not. I'm not quite sure what to ask. But uh... well, I, yeah, it was just pretty much like it was actually the first song I wrote off this whole record. So it was the first song I had written in the plague. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so it was right in the midst of the the first lockdowns, which I know I feel a little bit like we're all kind of used to something to some degree. I'm not saying it's cool or anything, but our heads are somewhat a little more wrapped around than they were a year and a half ago. And when I wrote Average Psycho, it was like not wrapped around anything. <laughs> you know, it was like, what the fuck? Um, and just the lockdowns were heavy. Like, I don't, of course you remember, but you couldn't do anything. Like they were telling you, you couldn't even go outside. Yeah. Like a walk or you got to like sit in your backyard or something like just insane shit. <laughs> What's uh, out of curiosity, I, I am a huge geek about track listing. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know why that's a thing I, I got into looking at. Oh, it's at, a thing. It's a thing for sure. What uh, what kind of went into your head when you were trying to find a place on the record for this? Like, Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Ian Blurton has done my track listings. Yeah. He cares about track listings. I find by the time I'm done recording, I'm like, I would just like shake them in my hand like dice and throw them on the table <laughs> see where they <laughs> land because <laughs> I just don't have the patience so Ian Blurton sort of has a different mindset he you know he has a little more artistry with that kind of stuff so I'm grateful grateful to him for that because because I'm kind of burnt out by that point so he he's the guy <laughs> Ian's the guy who does that I, I have to ask him that or maybe I'll ask him and I can uh, I can let you know <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, we're going to listen to a song then called Average Psycho from Dog Bite, which came out uh, October 22nd, 2021. Uh, Gene, it's been a real pleasure having you, uh, having you on the show. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Sean. I really appreciate it.
Inside the Artist Studio is produced by Sean Davis Newton for the Cups and Cakes Network. The featured track, Average Psycho, is played with permission from Gene. Thanks to Laundry Week for the use of their song, Nothing On My Mind, from the Grimpy EP as both our intro and outro music. Inside the Artist Studio is one of the many ways the Cups and Cakes Network highlights Canadian music. Visit our website, cupsandcakespod.com, to browse our audio, video, and written content. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>